The Capitals fall in the first game of the preseason, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk leaves the game with an injury. Should we be concerned? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. The Capital season is going, and I would love to talk Caps hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about what didn't work for the Capitals. We'll talk about how penalties and misplays ultimately led to the Capitals losing. A little bit later, we will talk about what did work. Uh, there was some great goal scoring out there. And ultimately, I believe that the Capitals could have ran away with this game if it wasn't for some untimely penalties and mismanagement. And also Hunter Shepard dialing in a really great game. But just to get it going here, we will talk about the potential injury to Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And this is one of the things, and if you're an everyday of the show, you know, I've spoke about this for the longest time. As I said, well, the blue line is good. And uh, they have Alexiev, they have Vincent Iorio, they have Joel Edmondson. Where are they all going to fit? As it turns out, a Caps blue liner went down in the first game of the preseason. Am I saying he's going to miss a substantial amount of time? I don't know that. But I do know that he left the ice in pain, wasn't able to grip his stick. And Spencer Carberry also talked about his concerns about this as well. He said that anytime a starting veteran player on the team, you know, a guy that it really contributes and is a vital part of the team goes out, there's cause for concern. You know, it's not as easy as, you know, just plug and play. Well, you know, TVR's out. We'll just plug in one of these rookies and it'll just be flawless, right? Well, as it turned out in this game, Vinny Iorio, who is the future on the Caps blue line did step in and played admirably. So if it, if it appears that he is going to miss some time, TBR that is, there are options out there. It's not optimal. Listen, the Capitals took care of a lot of concerns on the blue line. Uh, if we just remember talking about this last season, that John Carlson is the only guy on the blue line under contract. What are they going to do? What did they do? They ended up giving new contracts to TVR, Jensen, Faravari, Um, Sandine's on the team now. So they did rectify the situation and they do have that depth if they need that. Alexiev, Iorio. So in the unfortunate event that uh, TVR is going to miss any kind of time, and you know, I really hate that I'm talking about this. In the first game of the preseason, which, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't mean a whole lot. 
Uh, these games are about assessing talent. It's not about the win and the loss. And to be honest with you, I'm not even upset that they lost the game. Again, to reiterate, these games, especially the first couple, are about assessing talent. What works? What didn't? Looking at the game film and growing from it. Uh, but the cause for concern for me on this game is not that they lost, but they potentially could have lost one of their key blue liners in Trevor Van Riemsdyk. It is a bit concerning. And if you watch the game, um, it, it happened real quick. And it wasn't something that jumped out me right away in any event. Uh, TVR got hit in the right arm hand and went down the tunnel after coming off the ice. Before leaving the game, though, uh, the 32-year-old led all capital skaters in ice time. He skated a total of 18.30 minutes on Sunday and managed an assist, two shots, and two blocks. He was also serving as the alternate captain. Uh, again, so he plays a big role, led a lot of time, 18.30 on the ice. You're not going to necessarily get that amount of time. And even if you do, do get that amount of time from a rookie, chances are it's not going to be as great as what TVR brings to the table. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it as a guy that covers this team and as a fan of the team that I'm a bit concerned. I'm not going to push the panic button right away, but it is a bit concerning, all things considered. Like I said, Vincent Iario ended up stepping up to make up for the veteran Blue Liners absence, led Washington with 24-36 minutes in the defeat. So it was unfortunate uh, that it happened. Uh, but, you know, injuries are a part of the game. It is what happens, and it's about the depth on your team. You even are starting to see this in the NFL. The starting quarterback goes down. The team's done because, you know, they didn't have a good backup quarterback. Well, the same thing goes in hockey. If you have viable options at your disposal, it's not all doom and gloom. And I do think for the Capitals that they do have viable options in Alexiev and Iorio and potentially Lucas Johansson, something like that. So uh, that if someone does go out, I mean, I hate to talk about this because this team was so besieged with injuries last year that here we go again um, with, with the injury thing that I hope that this is not a harbinger of things to come here. But in any event, that is what happened. But Carberry on his concerns with TVR, he said there's definitely concern, but he'll be evaluated tomorrow and then we'll find out. I don't have any indication that it's bad. Just any time a veteran player leaves the game, as a coach, it's not great. And, you know, ultimately, this is Carberry's first season with the Caps. This is his first foray into being a head coach in the NHL. He wants to have all the weapons at his disposal so he can push the buttons when they need to get pushed. Carberry added that he'd be concerned anytime a veteran player leaves the game and doesn't return. But it was clear that there's concern for TVR. He didn't put up his hand back on his stick. Let me underline that, that he did not put his hand back on his stick for the rest of the shift after the contact occurred. Again, you know, if you're an everyday, make sure and follow Locked On Capitals because tomorrow, as we find out, that will be a topic of conversation. But as of right now, that is what we know, that uh, he, he left the game and that Vinny Iorio stepped up and played some big minutes in his absence. And kudos goes out to Iorio. I do believe that he is going to be the future of the Caps blue line. Not going quite the way that I had it pictured, though. I would like TVR, who is, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say a, a couple steps at least above Iario in my estimation, uh, that um, that TVR would be there instead of Vincent Iario. I hope that Vinny gets his opportunity, but not this way. 
not so early. Again, this is the first game of the preseason. Let's not this be the way that this team goes. But uh, in any event, that is what we know right now is that TVR left the game. What does that ultimately mean going forward? We'll find out tomorrow. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about what worked. I know the Capitals lost, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. What worked for this team? I'll talk about that coming up. You need one certainty in life, and that is why you need Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related question. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Listen, there are a lot of uncertainties in life. I've had a lot of uncertainties in life as far as health is concerned with my dad and my family members over the years. If you can have one certainty, if you can have health and medical care, then that is why you need Jace Medical for that certainty in life. So get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical. Dot com. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. The hockey season is here and I've got you guys covered, so subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about what worked. I know if you look at the box score, you'll, you're going to see that the Capitals lost in the shootout. It must not have got, according to script, to reiterate what I talked about off in the first segment there, is these games are not about wins and losses. And I know what everyone says. It's always about wins and losses. Not the case in the preseason. What it is about is about assessment and what went right and what went wrong. Uh, and just taking a look at the game a little bit closer here. Today's game was scheduled to have a shootout no matter what, but the Capitals and Sabres games were tied 3-3 three to three after OT, so they needed one anyway. And isn't that interesting uh, how everything turns out? Uh, I like the penalty kill, said Coach Spencer Carberry. Goaltender Hunter Shepard was outstanding. I liked the last half of the third period. We go down in the third, and we were on our heels, obviously trying to protect the lead in the third period there. And one of the real bright spots for me out there was um, Hunter Shepard. And, you know, if like, again, if you're an everyday of the show, I've talked about how I think that he could potentially be a viable option uh, as a backup netminder for the Capitals. It wasn't the case. Ultimately, he did get a new deal down in Hershey, but Hunter Shepard, 18 for 18, and Clay Stevenson did not have as great of a performance. He saved six of nine. So ultimately, again, I don't want to, to say that it was a bad outing for Clay Stevenson. I'm going to go ahead and say that it was a better outing for Hunter Shepard. Uh, but baby steps and growing things. This is Clay Stevenson's first forays into the NHL. And uh, getting some real-world experience in the NHL always helps. Um, and I thought we controlled play. We went down in the game, and we got dug ourselves out 
just to get that thing tied. And I thought we controlled play for probably nine minutes and were pressing to win that game in regulation. And who really stood out for me was Sonny Milano. Again, signing him last season during the season is paying dividends. Uh, he played big out there and was noticeable. And, uh, you know, this game could have gone a lot of different ways. If you take a look out there, Protus could have won the game towards the end there, but ultimately that wasn't the case. Scoring less than a minute later, the Caps took the lead on an offensive zone sequence from the left point. Lucas Johansson put the puck on net. The shot was blocked and the puck bounced to the cap center, Riley Sutter, who quickly bumped it to the slot for Nicholas Abe Cubell, who uh, staked the Caps to a one to nothing lead at 14.52. Some great goal scoring out there. Uh, and you're getting it. Like I said, this was uh, a rookie uh, game for the most part. There were a fair amount of veterans as well, but it was, you know, pretty, it was a pretty good uh, percentage out there, shall we say, that was rookies out there. Midway through the second, the Caps doubled their lead with a four check and goal just 14 seconds after a draw at the red line. The Caps put some four checking heat on the Sabres behind the Buffalo net, leading to Henry Rabinsky shot from the slot. Buffalo goaltender goal Eric Comrie stopped that one, but he couldn't stop Hoffer's backhander on the rebound. So getting some goal scoring from some rookies out there, this is what we like to see. That is what these games are all about, is assessing talent. We know, for the most part, what we have in Dylan Strom. We know what we have, for the most part, with Anthony Mantha, Nicholas Abe-Cubel, uh, Sonny Milano, that kind of thing. But it's seeing how these different players work together. On Thursday, you will see how the, the next batch of Capitals players play against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and, you know, as this goes along, it's going to be more veterans as players, you know, get reassigned to their respective camps or whatever the case may be. But um, so that was some of the good things is some great goal scoring out there. Uh, there was some great goal scoring by, uh, you know, uh, uh, members of the team, the veterans, but also uh, with some of the rookies as well. The Caps rallied on a well-played shot from Milano at 1231 after taking a feed from line mate Anthony Mantha at the Buffalo line. Milano fired a laser on a shot to the top right corner to beat veteran journeyman Dustin Tokarski. And uh, it was a good moment for me to go and see Anthony Mantha out there. I got to say that I am really pulling uh, for Anthony Mantha uh, to, to have a great season. As we know that he struggled uh, last season, you know, he hired that mental coach and he was a healthy scratch and had all sorts of issues uh, on the day, though, he had one assist. Um, so, you know, not a great game. I ultimately would have liked to see him scoring a goal. Of course, it didn't turn out to be that way. But I am really pulling for Anthony Mantha. And that's what I'm taking from this game is the contributions from the veterans, from the rookies, all working together. And it was quite a game out there. And again, highlight, you know, one of the highlights out there was having Sonny Milano out there just killing it out there and ultimately proving to everyone uh, why he was a good acquisition. Milano on his scoring was coming on me, so I ripped it under his stick, said Milano. I didn't really aim, just tried to get it on the net, and it went in. And that's what it was all about, not thinking about it. And that's one of the things that really has always struck me about Milano. He's just naturally a great hockey player. He doesn't overthink things. Things come to him, you know, almost like second nature, you know, like he's played hockey his whole life, and this is just doing another thing. Uh, he really stood out for me. 
Talking about Carberry on the result, he said, I liked a lot of things when I look back. There were instances I felt like for every line, Sonny Milano makes a big play. We also had some struggle shifts in the defensive zone. And then we had a really good sequence with LaPierre, Sutter. I would also like to give a lot of credit. He's a big part of the penalty kill, and he was outstanding on draws today. Dylan Strom, who had the identical face-off numbers to Sutter's, I like Strom's game tonight. Um, so all things considered, it's some great play out there. Uh, we saw Sonny Milano play uh, great and also out there Dylan Strom. So it's good to see them blending together. What players, uh, what rookies are going to end up making the big team? It's a little bit too early to tell as this was the first uh, preseason game. But all things considered, I don't look at this game as a bad thing. I ultimately think uh, that they did rather well, and it's all building blocks. Taking a look at net minding, Shepard was sharp in net, stopping all 18 shots he faced before leaving the game. Six of Shepard's stops came while the Sabres were on the power play. That's where you're really put to the test, and Hunter Shepard rose to the challenge, and uh, Shep Dog does it again in the back of the net. Shepard made one of his best stops, denying Tyson Jost. Uh, from in tight after a giveaway behind Washington net. So one of the things that I do know for sure, for sure, is that in some unforeseen circumstance, say that um, there's an injury, Darcy Kemper gets injured or Charlie Lindgren gets injured, that they do have a viable option down in Hershey. We did see Hunter Shepard on the big team last year. He was on the roster, shall we say. Um, but, you know, I would like to see him get some more playing time and see what he has in the tank. You know, oftentimes you th see how a player plays down in Hershey. It doesn't always translate to the big team, but for me, and I understand there were quite a bit of rookies out there for uh, the Sabres as well, but all things considered, uh, Hunter Shepard played a really great game. Again, I don't want to say anything disparaging about Clay Stevenson. He's a young guy. He's working on his game, uh, but uh, I'm obviously going to say that Hunter Shepard had a better game in building blocks going forward. All right. So coming up here after the break, we talked about what worked. We talked about how great Sonny Milano was. We talked about how great Hunter Shepard was. What didn't work? We'll talk about that next. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy and super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And even if you're not that into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Commanders game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this segment here, we are going to talk about the things that needed to get worked on. Again, this is the first game, the first preseason game. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I know there's already going to be people on Twitter going, this team's going to suck. They lost their first game. Again, to reiterate, to bring it back to the first segment, these games are about assessing talent. How did the team play out on the ice? 
Uh, there were a lot of great things. And ultimately, the Capitals could have walked away from this with a victory. It's just, you know, some misplays here and there. And maybe uh, Stevenson wasn't quite as dialed in as he should have been in any event. Things were learned and film footage is out there for the Capitals to learn from. What they need to work on was penalty problems. Early in the games, the Caps struggled considerably to get out of their own way. The group accumulated three penalties in the first period alone, finishing with five. You are not going to win games sitting in the penalty box. Does it happen on occasion? Sure. But you don't need to be shooting yourself in the foot if you're going to try to win games. And again, this is a game where they're just trying to see how these new systems work. But one of the things that I know for sure, for sure, is that you're not going to do that by committing penalties. And I understand that penalties are a part of the game. However, you should try to limit them. There's certainly a lot of things that we need to clean up, but that is to be expected in the first preseason game. Penalties were plentiful in the early going. The Caps had to kill off consecutive Buffalo power plays before the first televised timeout, and they were tasked with three uh, two, uh, excuse me, three full two-minute kills in the first half of the first frame. Washington was whistled for five minor penalties in the game, and three of those infractions took place in the offensive zone, and the Buffalo Sabres made them pay. However, Hunter Shepard, if not for him, I would say that the Capitals would have lost this game by a larger margin as he stood tall, even under pressure, even in power play situations. So, you know, a tip of the hat goes to Hunter Shepard, proving what he's worth. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, you can say this player's good or that player's bad. And in that situation, he was put to the test and stood tall. And uh, there's already some positivity and some good check marks that go next to Hunter Shepard's name as he was one of the players that really stood out. Again, this was uh, one of these preseason games. And here, let me tell you, if you're not in the D.C. market, it is sometimes difficult to find these games. I know that it was on the NHL network, but then sometimes it was on the alternate channel. I'm so much looking forward to being able to watch it uh, during the regular season where I'm not going to have to look at these different sources to find the game. I was able to find the game, but you know, it is a bit, uh, you know, worrisome when you're trying to watch the game and you're like, Oh shoot, what, where, where is it at? Um, uh, but just that to wrap up this, this show here, talking about how the Capitals did, uh, there were some positive things to, to take from this. Obviously, Sonny Milano was really great. Obviously, Hunter Shepard was really great. Uh, there was causes of concern. The Trevor Van Riemsdyk potential injury. What does that mean for the Capitals going forward? Um, so that is what I, what I took from this game is just building blocks and who ultimately is going to be playing out in the second game Thursday against the Red Wings and see how that group does. And then I think ultimately what it's going to be about is just taking who played well with that group and the next game who play, played well with that group and then maybe mixing it up a little bit and getting ready for the regular season. There are not a lot of preseason games to get ready. Um, so the Capitals have some tough decisions to, to make here. The coaches have some uh, tough decisions to make on who's going to be here, who's going to go, who is going to crack the roster. Again, I do believe that this is going to be the year for Connor McMichael. How is he going to do in the preseason? That's what we're going to have to find out. I do believe that this is going to be the year for Ivan Miroshnashenko as well. Is he going to break camp? I'm not going to count him out, but I do think he will be on the big team at some point this season. Uh, so those are two of the players that I've really circled and focusing my attention on to see how they perform. 
Um, I know that uh, Brian McClellan said that, you know, uh, Beck Malenstein's going to be here and Alexi Protus is going to be here and maybe Hendrick Slop here. And I'm going to hear to tell you here right now, it's not going to happen. All of those players are not going to have a spot on this roster. Uh, a majority of them might, but also it's going to depend on how they fare in these preseason games. How do they progress at camp? Those kind of things. As we've seen, Anthony Manta has kind of bounced around groups a little bit uh, again, but I'm really pulling for Anthony. I think that he's come into this camp with the right mindset, dropped about 10 pounds, hired the mental coach, seems to be dialed in mentally. All things good going forward. It's going to be interesting to see game number two, how this team does. Um, you know, it's going to be, I don't know what kind of Red Wings team they have this year. It seems like, I remember years ago when they were dynasty and won all kinds of cups and all that, kind of had a bit of a fall from grace uh, here recently. But uh, in any event, it's going to be interesting and positivity. I'm going to take some positive, mostly from this game. The only negativity that I'm going to take from this game, there's two things penalties and the potential TVR injury. Those are the things that have me concerned. Everything else I'm not too concerned about. And uh, if anything, I'm taking more positive than I am negative. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other GC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Commanders, Nationals, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.